Hi, this is John Legadakis, and I want to welcome you to the podcast. This podcast is a recording of a live conference call that I hold each week with members of my list marketing system. During this call, we discuss mainly traffic strategies we can use to drive more visitors to our squeeze page to build our list and how to build a relationship with our list and better monetize our list. We also frequently talk about ways to better develop ourselves as individuals. If you'd like to learn more about my list marketing system, you can do so on my free webinar, which is at makemoneywithjohn.com. Any sites discussed during the podcast, the links are made available in the podcast transcript, which is on my blog at johnlegadarkus.com. That's J-O-H-N-L-A-G-O-U-D-A-K-I-S.com. Welcome everyone to today's call. Anything at all you want to talk about with your internet marketing business at all. I've got a couple of announcements. First of all, the, the commission, and I announced these I think last week, but I'll mention it again just in case anyone's missed the previous call. Uh, we've, I've changed the commission structure for the list marketing system. Before it was 50% commissions, now it's 90% commissions. And you can also earn 10% commission as a second tier affiliate. And what that is, is where you can, you can invite other people to the affiliate program. So if you know anyone else that's got an email list that's in the internet marketing niche or make money online niche, you can tell them about the affiliate program. And if they make any sales, you earn 10% on the sales that they make. And I've also changed the, the follow-up email sequence. So the one that I set up for you in your list marketing system, that's the, the follow-up sequence has, has totally been revamped. And this one is get much more engages your readers. And I believe it also convert more in sales as well. So it's, it's what I'm personally using as well. So, and everything I do, everything I personally do, I share with you guys. Now, if anyone wants access to the new follow-up email sequence, just put in a ticket on the support site. So johnluggedarkus.com forward slash support. Myself or uh, Dale will help you with setting that up. What else do I want to share with you? Oh, okay. Yeah, here's something else I wanted to share with you. I uh, Something I, I started doing just the other day was setting up my Pinterest account. So Pinterest, if you don't know, or well, I'm sure everyone here's heard of Pinterest. So it's it's a social site where you can share. It's basically about sharing images and information with people. It's very very popular site. The last time I checked, it was ranked 57th in the world. So huge amounts of traffic going through there. If you have any images that are specific to your niche that are yours or that you like to share that's a great way to get even more traffic get more exposure so you can set up a pinterest account you can put your website as part of your profile and start uploading pictures and it's really that easy there's not much more to it that's something i'm going to be adding very very shortly should be this week to the list traffic system so i'll put a video up about that but it's very easy to do uh, just something I thought I'd share with you guys as well. I've added a new video to the List Traffic System site about podcasting. All right, so that's something I've started doing recently and I, I think is a fantastic way 
to build your brand, drive traffic to your website, is to creating a podcast. So if you head on over to the List Traffic System site, and I'm pretty sure it's under the Perpetual Traffic section, you'll see a new video about podcasting. Highly recommend you check it out. I've also got some links underneath the video where you can get you can find more in-depth step-by-step tutorials about how to set up your own podcast. Also, the last week we were talking about YouTube and it was mentioned, I think Mel mentioned about how he had a video that was flagged and he, and he was wondering why it was flagged and, and, and we talked about a bit about that and the implications of it. And what I did during the week, I, I did more research into it because I think this is something that's very important because it is something that I use personally. I use YouTube for a lot of my free target traffic and I highly, I'm always highly encouraging members of this marketing system to use YouTube as well. And so it is a concern when, when things like that happening, when you get videos flagged and, and there is a possibility of your account getting suspended. And when that, and when your account gets suspended, that's it. You, you typically don't get your account back. All your videos go down. And so you lose all that traffic and all that work you put in. So it is something very important to understand. I've, I've written a post on my blog at johnluggedarkus.com on this specific topic. I've written a couple of posts. And the last one I just published uh, is titled How to Avoid Having Your YouTube Videos Flagged and Your Account Suspended. And what I talk about in this article is some no-nos, some things you shouldn't do. And I want to go over those for your benefit. Number one no-no is to use the phrase make money online or even make money. I would I would refrain from using that in your title. Okay. Now, the YouTube community guidelines doesn't say anything at all about creating, they, that they don't want you to create videos about making money online. However, my experience has been, and also others that I've, I've heard about having similar incidents, is that if you upload a video with the phrase make money online or something similar about making money, like making money with ClickBank or something like that, if you, if you upload something like that onto YouTube, it comes up in their internal system pretty much and it'll get flagged. Now, again, this is this is not in the community guidelines at all. They, they most probably wouldn't tell you that, but it, it seems as though they have two sets of guidelines, one that they make publicly available and one that isn't, which, which is very frustrating because I'm sure all of us are happy to abide by their guidelines. And, and so it's hard when they don't tell us what's really, what they're really want and don't want well that they, they, we do know what they want they, they make that very obvious what youtube wants is for a good YouTube, good viewer experience they want to give people what they're looking for and, and they don't want scams and unfortunately there is a lot of scammy videos out there like make money online videos forex videos mlm videos there are scammy ones and it ruins it for the rest of us that make legitimate videos about making money online all right, so yeah, again, so that's something you want to avoid is using that kind of phrases. And and the way I get around that is I continue to make videos about internet marketing and how to make money online, but at, at videos that target my niche. And the way I do it is I look for things that they're interested in. I'll give you an example. So videos about WordPress is a good example. 
I'll create lots of videos about how to do things in WordPress because I know people that are interested in WordPress are those that are internet marketers. Uh, I'll create videos about ClickBank, like how to set up a ClickBank account, how to set up a hop link, how to put up a ClickBank banner on your website, stuff like that. Definitely geared towards internet marketers, people that make that want to make money online. Same as stuff to do with Facebook pages, Amazon Associates, and, and, and other affiliate networks as well. So I think you get the idea. So you can still create videos that highly target your market, but just, just don't use the make money online phrase in your title. Another no-no for videos on YouTube is stuff to do with SEO or, or manipulating the search engines, I should say. I mean, anything that Google openly teaches that they want you to do with your search engine optimization, go, go ahead and teach about that if you want in your videos. But definitely anything black hat, definitely keep away from that. But any, any other you know, gray areas, you don't want to be teaching about search engine optimization. Steve's asked a question about what we're talking here about YouTube. Is it okay to use make money online spoken in your videos? Yeah, that that's that should be fine, Steve. It's more if you've got it in your title. Not so much the description. I think it's okay to have it in the description and in the tags, but you will want to keep it off away from you appearing in your title. Another question is, is it okay to do YouTube videos on blog commenting, forum marketing, and other traffic generation methods? Yeah, that sounds fine, Steve. Yeah. France is asking, why is SEO suspicious to YouTube and Google? Okay, yep, that's a good question. I'm going to address that one right now as well. I think the last thing I was saying, I'm just trying to remember the last thing I was talking about. Now, the, the reason why YouTube doesn't like you talking about SEO stuff is because I don't know if most of you know, YouTube is owned by Google and Google, we all know what Google does and they fiercely guard their algorithm, how they rank sites and they don't like it when anyone tries to manipulate their system to get their sites ranked. Now, I'm not talking about SEO practices that they want you to know about Practices I'm talking about are, uh, good ones are, creating unique quality content, making sure that the title of your pages refle uh, reflect what the content is about, having different ways for people to access your content. So not, not just having written content, but if you've also got video content or just audio content for people that have disabilities that may not be able to read, so that there's different ways for them to uh, consume your content. Google openly talks about things like that. Talk about those kind of strategies in your videos, you'll be fine. But when you're talking, when you talk about creating, um, using automated ways to get backlinks, for example, they don't like you talking about that kind of stuff and they will flag your videos, shut down your account. So you, you want to keep away from doing things like that. Okay, so that, that should answer your question there, France, about why is SEO suspicious to YouTube and Google. Another thing you want to keep away from with your YouTube videos is anything that's a scammy type of video. Now, that should go without saying, but there, there's a lot of videos on YouTube about products or services that are really scammy, like Forex, for example, uh, some, some Forex products and opportunities. 
keep away from automation tools. Uh, YouTube is happy for you, you to use third-party services to, for example, to publish your, your stuff to YouTube, but don't use any pro, uh, services or automation tools that do things that a human can't do. And that's where they draw the line. They say, that's fine if you want to automate certain things, but if it if it's to the point where you're, you're automating tasks maybe too fast or, or, or something like that, you're doing things that a person wouldn't be able to do themselves. That's what they don't like. So that's something to be aware of. Keep away from services, for example, on Fiverr, that offer to send uh, views to your videos and and the reason why some people like to do this because that, that they figure if, uh, if I get a lot of people viewing my video then that creates social proof that creates where where new people come along they say oh this video has had you know 10,000 views it must be a good video some people will buy fake views they'll, they'll go like somewhere like Fiverr where someone will say hey I'll send a thousand I'll send a thousand people to come and watch your video for five dollars or something like that Definitely want to keep away from doing stuff like that because YouTube will pick up on it and they will uh, they, they will suspend your account for, for stuff like that. Copyrighted material. Be really careful about this. If, you, if you're using any music in your videos, even if the music is playing in the background, you've got to be really careful because if it's copyrighted, you know, if it's someone's song, YouTube will shut your video down. Uh, and also, even if you're using parts of video, let's say you're using a video clip from your favorite movie or TV show or something like that, uh, you have to be very careful, and I wouldn't recommend you do that. Now, how do you get into YouTube's good books? You do that by playing their game. And, and their game, like any business, is to earn money. What YouTube has available is a partner program. And what they do, they, they will usually approach you. I think you can also apply. Like I know they've approached me and they said, hey, we, we see you getting a lot of views on your videos. We'd like to partner up with you. And what that means is that they want to be able to display Google ads before and over your video. Now, if you partner up with them, and I encourage you to do that, because if you're a partner with them, they're less likely, much less likely to, well, they must like your content but they're much less likely to, to flag your videos and suspend your account. Now, if you do partner up with them, you don't have to display ads on all your videos. You can just pick one or two or however many you want just to keep them happy. Especially with what we do, we, we're using videos to drive traffic to our squeeze page. We don't want to draw attention away through ads. So I wouldn't recommend, you know, I would, I would recommend that you partner up with them, but I wouldn't recommend that you put ads on all your videos. There's a question here by France. Can one use a video from YouTube that one has modified or shortened? Yeah, you can take content from YouTube that has been licensed as Creative Commons and you can modify them or shorten them and re-upload to YouTube. Yes, you can. It's a quick and easy way of creating content. I would highly recommend, though, that if you do stuff like that, make it as much about you as you can as possible. It's even better if you can create your own content, but yes, you can do that. Uh, TK made a comment here. One interesting issue with picture, photo, copyright. Make any modification to a picture and you are okay. Yeah, that, that is my understanding, TK, that with images, if you make modifications to an image, you, 
it, it becomes a new image, so it's not subject to copyright. Or it's, it's now your image and then uh, you can copyright it, I guess, so other people can't copy it. But other people can modify your image in turn and make it their own. Yes, that, that's what I understand. France, how easy is it to get approved as a YouTube partner? I'm not sure, France. Uh, like I said, I, I had them approaching me about it. I've heard that it can take a while. It will depend on how many views you're getting on your videos. That's what they look at. If, if you've got even just one video that's getting a lot of views, they, they could approach you or you can uh, offer to become a partner. One of the calls that I was listening to during the week was talking about talking about it and they were saying that with a new YouTube account, they became a partner in six months and that that was quite a good result. That was a very good result to be a YouTube partner within six months. So it could be a combination of the two. Maybe it takes a bit of time and a lot of views on your videos or you could get in quicker than that if you if you get a lot just get, get at least one video with a lot of views on it steve's made a comment here but it has to be a picture labeled that it is okay to modify in the first place as far as i'm aware steve yeah let's that's a good point yeah I, i'm really not sure about that actually that that might be a good one to do a bit of research about and we can talk about that next week let me just make a note here. All right, let's go to uh, Paul's putting some questions here. Question number one from Paul. My squeeze page is my personal name, paulcalhouncarter.com. Where do I start to select the name for my blog? Thinking of a domain name like healthandwellnesstipsforseniors.com or should I switch and have my blog my personal name? Yeah, look, that, that's a good question, Paul. It, it can be either way. You, you can have your squeeze page, your name, and have a blog, a, a generic name or, or a name going along with your niche. That's totally fine. Or the other way around. E- either way is okay. Uh, if you've already set up your squeeze page with your name, paulcalhouncarter.com, I'd recommend just leaving it as, as is and then looking for something else for your blog name. And, and it could be even, it could still be your name, but maybe a variation of your name. So paulccarter.com. So that's just some ideas uh, for you. But look, if you've, if you've already got a site set up, a list building site on that domain name, on your name, you, you don't have to go through the effort of swapping it around so you can get a blog on that domain. With your blog name, what, what I recommend that you do is keep it as short as possible. Well, with any domain name, whether it's your list building site or your blog, keep your domain name as short as possible, as few words as possible. So health and wellness tips for seniors.com, it's just, yeah, too long. You, you don't want to be doing that. That's going to put people off or it's just hard to remember too. Like I, I was doing a bit of research last night for a, a site that I want to set up. And I spent a good 20 minutes looking up domain names, just trying to find something that captured the essence of what my site was about, but that was short. And finally, I found a good .com. So there, there are a lot of good .coms still available, short domains that you can get. But you will have to do a bit of research. You know, you just have to try different variations. 
use the thesaurus. That's what I do. I go to thesaurus.com and I just look up different ways of saying the same thing, different words that say the same thing or convey the meaning that I want. And I just try different combinations, different abbreviations and so forth until I get a .com. I don't like to use hyphens. But I recommend you keep away from hyphens. Just a, as short as you can, a .com, uh, that, that is the best way to go. Paul has asked another question. Oh, actually, is that, Paul, does that first response, well, that response to, that, to your first question, is that sufficient or did you need to, me to go any further into any of that? All right, great. Thank you, Paul. All right, second question Paul had was uh, thinking about lead source sites doesn't seem appropriate for Craigslist small biz section. Thinking about their over 50 discussion forum, would this work or other sites? Yeah, it's a good question, Paul. Um, and what Paul's referring to here is uh, when you're advertising your site on Craigslist, especially your squeeze page site, you'll want to put it in the small biz ad section so you're not violating any of their guidelines, especially for the make money online niche, the internet marketing niche. Now, Paul's also in the uh, health and wellness for seniors and he wants to know if, if it's okay if he advertises his site in Craigslist in the over 50s discussion forum. Yeah, look, I, I'm really not sure about that. Paul, I would have to look into that to see if that is okay. My understanding is it, w it wouldn't be a good idea to do that. Well, not a good idea, but it would be against their guidelines to do that. But I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I'll make a note of that one as well. Mel wanted to know about the changes being made to our autoresponder. F oh, sorry, Paul. Sorry, sorry, Paul. Yeah, I, I, the, the other question, other sites. Um, where are you located, Paul? You're in Lenox, Massachusetts, USA, Western Massachusetts. Okay. Yeah, look, the, as far as I know, the most popular classified site in the US is Craigslist. That's where you're going to most likely get the best results. What I recommend you do is um, you can use any other, any classifieds really that you know are popular. Do you know of any other classified sites, whether they're your local area or over the U.S. that are popular, Paul? Not right off, okay. Usually the, the sites that you already know about are the best ones to go to because other people know them about them, sorry, other people know about them as well, and that's where you'll get the most traffic from. But you can ask around, just ask other people, you know, what, what classified site do you use? When you want to post something online or or if you want to find something, which site do you use? If everyone's just saying Craigslist, just stick with Craigslist. If you find a lot of other people are, are mentioning another site, also go there. You don't want to spend a lot of time with classified sites, um, especially small ones that won't get you any results, because you, you, you can use your time much more effectively within other areas. So only use those classified sites that you know are popular. What other areas? For traffic, generate traffic, yeah, yeah, definitely forums is another one. You, you want to go to, the, again, the most popular forums for your niche. And what you do is you go to Google and you type in seniors health blog 
yeah, just just seniors health blog and see which are the most popular ones or seniors sorry not seniors health blog seniors health forum and go have a look at the most popular ones check out there if you're not sure if they're popular or not just, an easy way to find out is just have a look and see how many people are, are posting on there because with the forums when you go there you'll actually see how many people have have started a new thread or posted within the thread you'll you actually you can see the numbers and any forum you go to the, the one that has the most numbers of people responding people opening new threads posting in there they're, they're the ones you want to be in and and the list traffic system site gives you other ideas Paul as well for free and paid traffic um, YouTube marketing starting your own blog putting up reports on Kindle podcasting the these are other th methods that we we talk about in this traffic system LinkedIn groups Paul I've, I've never used LinkedIn groups so I couldn't comment on that one and if anyone has used LinkedIn groups and they want to give some advice to Paul if you could type that in that'd be fantastic yeah, so Mel, you were asking, uh, the, the, the changes to the autoresponder funnel that have been made, there's a few changes. One is, uh, or basically it's it's the, the email sequence. It, the, the whole way it was written up, I've, I've changed it so it's, more, it's much more conversational. It sort of leaves them hanging at the end of the email. I basically say to them, in the next email, I'm going to talk about blah, 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 blah. And something that really keeps them curious and, and and waiting for the next one. And there's a lot of really good content in each of the emails. It's not just about getting them to click on a link to go to a site. It's actually the emails of them in and of themselves deliver great content, even if they don't click on the link and go anywhere. You know, obviously within the email sequence, we're recommending products and services using your affiliate link all the time. I, again, I'm, I'm using this same sequence myself, and I've already noticed that I'm like I'll give you an example. I had uh, someone put in a support ticket saying, "Hey, John, I don't think I got this email. I, I didn't don't think I got the next email after this one." So what happened was they got like the fourth email. In, it was like the fourth email in the sequence. They got it, and in, at the end of it, I mentioned, "Hey, in the next one, I'll talk about blah blah blah." And they and they've been waiting a week, and they hadn't received that fifth one. Now, I'm not sure what happened. Maybe it got caught up in the promotions folder. Maybe they accidentally deleted it. I'm not sure. So they put in a support ticket saying, hey, John, I didn't get this email that you promised to send me. So I went ahead, I went ahead and copied and pasted that email for them in the support ticket. So they had, so they got that content. So I can already see that level of engagement. It's already happening um, very early on. So, it's, um, yeah, so I highly recommend. I know you've put in the support ticket, Mel, and that is being created for you or it might have already been done for you uh, within the last 24 hours so good on you for doing that Steve's uh, made a comment here when you're looking for that domain name John do you think it's important to make sure the domain name is also a long tail keyword with high searches low competition I've been trying to find some myself but it's hard uh, it's it's really uh, is it really all that necessary? Okay, yeah, look, Paul, uh, sorry, Steve, when I'm doing a search for a domain name, I much prefer to get 
a catchy domain name, short catchy domain name that does reflect what my niche is about rather than targeting a long tail keyword because and it depends oh, sorry and it depends to what you what kind of domain you're setting up like the one i was referencing before it's for a new business that i'm setting up so i wanted something to be very business-like if you know what i mean if i do a, a, a let's say my domain or my business is puppy training okay and let's say i found uh, and, and i want to start a, a business that uh, teaches people how to train their puppy it's not going to be relevant for me to to find a long tail keyword even if it, there is good searches and low competitions if it's for a business that's around that if if it's an informational site if it's a site giving information to people about it yes it would be relevant to, to it would be a, great to find a long tail keyword with high searches low competition but if it's if you're setting up a site that's going to be like it's a it's a business site where you're offering a specific product or service to the market, then it, does that make sense? You know, it's not relevant to, to to it's not good. It doesn't look right if you got a like for example Microsoft. It look weird if they had a domain like computersoftware.com. But for someone that's starting up a site about different uh, operating systems different computer operating systems and how they work like a review site yeah it'd be great for them to have a domain like computer computer operating systems or operating systems.com uh, i'm not sure if i'm confusing people here so uh, steve's saying yeah so if you're selling products then it's not so necessary but if an info site it will be more relevant yeah exactly that's exactly right and and even then even if it's an information site yeah look if you, if you can find something that does have, and it really does have to have, would have to have high search and low competition or, or high search. Yeah, I would recommend it. Um, make sure it's a .com. The shorter, I find the shorter the better and something related to your niche, something related. Like they can, they can easily identify that it is in, in that niche. It just adds more value to your asset, to your domain name, to your website. I believe it's going to be better, much better for SEO. It just it looks better when people, people like I do, and I'm sure you do, and other people. If people see a long domain name, it just it just looks weird, turns people off. So and and that, when you're targeting these long tail keywords, you usually end up getting these long domain names. It, at the end of the day, it's all about the content, really. It's all about the content. Okay, Steve made another uh, comment here. Yeah, about this, I also wanted to change the domain name for my blog. Is there a way to do this without losing my traffic and backlinks? Yeah, look, if you if you wanted to change the domain name, look, there might be a way through Google Webmaster Tools. I've, I haven't done this before, Steve, but I think I remember reading something about this. There might be a way through Google. So check that out. Check out Google Webmaster Tools and see if there is a way. If you register, if you go and register a Google Webmaster account, and have the two domains within that account and then you yes there could be a way of doing that mel's asked another question uh, regarding activating wordpress blog with plugins widgets permalinks rss feed social bookmarking at the beginning you ran through all the recommendations are there other ways to improve google picking it up let me just read over that again mel Okay, well, if, if you want to improve 
the exposure your blog gets on the search engine, like on Google. The way that I uh, recommend that you do it is you're adding content on a regular basis. It goes without saying quality content, unique content. Keep it as keyword optimized as possible. So when you write your content, think about, okay, what is this article about? What is the best title to reflect what I'm written about? And, and have that same, whatever phrases you have, main phrases you have in the title that reflect your content, make sure they're in the content itself and in your tags and in your keywords on your posts. Have as many links as possible to other authority sites that are related to your content. So what I mean by that is if you're writing a blog post about Facebook pages, creating a Facebook page, I'd recommend that within that content where you have the phrase create Facebook page, that you would hyperlink it to the place on Facebook where people can go and create their own Facebook page. So basically, what I'm trying to say is you want to link to any quality sites that are relevant to the content you're writing about. Now, you can you can set that link to open in a new window so that when your visitors click on these links, they're not leaving your site altogether, that they still get to go to these other sources, they can still go to these other reference sites, but your site still stays open. You want to set up in the update services of your blog in the, I think it's in the writing section of the settings in the, in the WordPress dashboard. In the update services part, you want to put as many ping services as possible so that when, you're, when, you, when you write new content, it automatically pings these uh, uh, sites, lets them know that you've added new content. I do have a video about that, Mel. Uh, how to do that in the the uh, on my YouTube channel, so youtube.com forward slash John Lagadakis, and I, it might also be in the list traffic system site as well. So yeah, you want you want to have the Google XML sitemap plugin installed so that you've got that sitemap in the format that Google likes it. And what that sitemap does, it basically it's an easy way for Google when they come to your site to know exactly what content you have and where it is. Adding images is another really important way. So when, when you're writing content, again, when you find that keyword phrase that captures what this article is about and grab an image, a, a unique image is best, rename the image name file after that keyword phrase. So going back to the example of creating a Facebook page, you might, you might rename this file create-facebook-page.jpg and upload that to your blog post, embed it in your post. And when you do that, also put the alternate text and the title for the image, the same keyword phrase. So create Facebook page. Use the all-in-one SEO pack plugin to set the title and the description and the keywords for your blog post. On the home page of your blog, just see how long it takes for your blog to load up. When you when you type in your blog name, does it take a while or does it come up quickly? Google looks at that. They don't like sites that take a long time to load up. Now, there is a website you can go to, and I'm just give me a second here, and I'll... All right, there's a site you can go to called gtmetrics.com. You can put in your blog URL here, and it'll analyze it for you. It will give you a grading on how good, well your blog loads up. 
If it takes too long to load up, we'll give you a low grade. If it, it loads up very quickly, you'll give you a high grade. Not only will it do that, it'll tell you specifically, like very detailed report on which areas you, you can improve it on and which areas need the biggest improvement. Uh, it's, it's a totally free service. I highly recommend everyone goes to this site on a regular basis, maybe set up a, a monthly reminder in your calendar to go to gdmetrics.com, pop in your, your blog URL and see what kind of report you get and take steps to to implement, to make it low fast, to get a better rating because Google will look at that as well when ranking your site. Also, with your homepage on your blog, you, you don't want to have a lot of affiliate links. That tends to hurt your SEO rankings. And try to get as much social interaction as possible with your blog. Make sure that you've got easy ways for people to like your site. Like have the Facebook like buttons and the Google Plus buttons on your blog because that is something that they look at. Google definitely looks at how much social interaction do you get with your site. Steve's asked the question, does a pop-up opt-in form affect your SEO rankings? It won't affect your SEO rankings. The fact that you have a pop-up won't affect it. What will affect is how your visitors react to this pop-up. Now, if you have it appearing immediately when they come to your site and it annoys your users and they leave your site, Google does look at that. They look at how much time users are spending on your site and how quickly they leave, how many pages they've viewed. So if your pop-up yeah, is, let's say you've got, again, you've got your pop-up to appear immediately and that it appears all the time, whether they've entered their email address in there or not, you're going to get a, typically going to get a more of a bounce rate on your site and, and that will negatively impact your search engine rankings. So what I recommend you do with the pop-up opt-in is that you have it appear, like I've, I've set mine to appear like 60 seconds after they come to the site. So that way they've got a good chance to really look over my site and they've already started getting into the content and, and I'm developing a relationship with them. And so by the time they see my pop-up, they're like, oh, okay, so John recommends I have a look at this. It's not as so much in your face and like, wait, it's like, you know, going on a date with someone and asking them for a kiss like at the beginning of the date or something like that. You know, you just don't do that. And I've also set my pop-up to only appear once every week. So if I have someone regularly coming to my blog, they're not going to see my pop-up 60 seconds every visit they come they're only going to see once a week okay so uh steve's saying his uh page view average is six and time spent on my blog is 10 minutes 30, 10 minutes 30 seconds yeah that's fantastic that's really really good yeah that's awesome uh, i don't know how long you've had your pop-up appearing on your site for steve if you've had it there for a long time and you're and you're still getting uh that kind of a response then Maybe it's okay to leave it because, yeah, I mean, the the quicker you have, the sooner you have your pop up hearing, the more the more people will see it. So if yeah, if you find it's not affecting your the visit interaction, it's not negatively impacting, then then it should, then that sounds fine. Yeah, almost two months now, and you're still getting that kind of uh, response. Yeah, that's that's really good. Yeah, so yeah, people do get annoyed if the pop up comes up too often. So set it to. Uh, appear 
you know, maybe appear once or twice and then not appear again until, you know, a week later or something like that. Yeah, we've come to the end of our time on today's call. Is there anything anyone wanted to talk about they haven't had a chance yet? No? Okay, look, I, I really appreciate everyone being on today's call. I hope you got a lot out of it. Uh, as always, if there's anything you want to talk about in the next call, don't hesitate to put in a support ticket. And I'm always checking those, make sure that we go through all the questions that are asked. Thank you, Co. Thank you, everyone, for being on the call. Hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Bye for now. A transcript summary of today's podcast, including links to sites mentioned, is available on my blog at johnlagadakis.com. That's J-O-H-N-L-A-G-O-U-D-A-K-I-S. And if you'd like help setting up your own successful internet marketing business, I highly recommend you check out my free webinar at makemoneywithjohn.com. Thank you for joining us on this audio program. For more online success strategies, visit makemoneywithjohn.com.